Good morning. On behalf of Pastor Keith and Lady D, thank you for joining in to Touch and Agree in Prayer, seeking God first and trusting his word, saying, Have I not commanded, be strong and courageous, and do not be discouraged. Let us honor God and join our hearts and minds together in common unity in our devotion and prayer with promise. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. My name is Sister Carol Humphrey. Our devotional relates to Mother's Day and the coronavirus. Our first ministry is in our household. Our scripture reading today comes from Acts chapter 16, 25 through 34. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, which implies he was asleep. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew a sword to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights which implies they were in darkness. He rushed in and fell to his feet, trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds, which implies they needed healing. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. So we all have... We here in San Antonio, we've all been participating in the president's guidelines to stop the spread of the coronavirus and obeying the governor's executive order to stay at home and practice social distancing. The world has been very busy applauding moms for being the world's definition of a supermom. Who would Jesus call a supermom or a super dad for that matter? Let me help you out with some scriptures I found. My children obey me in the Lord. For this is right. They honor their father and mother, which is part of the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with them and that they may enjoy long life on the earth. My children reverently fear the Lord and keep all his statutes and commandments. They love the Lord, their God, with all their mind and heart and with their entire being and with all their might. My children make right choices according to the word of God. My children rise and call me blessed happy, fortunate, and to be envied. As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are my children in the hands of the Lord. I am always a positive encourager. I edify and build up, never tear down or destroy. All my children have Christian friends, and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled by and guided by the Spirit. My children have their spirit of wisdom and revelation and a deep and intimate knowledge of God. Their eyes have been flooded with light so that they can know and understand the hope to which he has called them. 
and how rich his glorious inheritance is in the saints. I say again, our first ministry is in the home. I know I have some praying to do. Did you notice that when God opened the doors to the jailhouse that Paul and Silas didn't leave? God opened the doors. Not the jailer, not the leaders. God. Why didn't they leave? Because their work was not done. Their purpose was not fulfilled. They still had souls to save. I'm not suggesting you stay at home. I pray that we proceed with the renewed mind and spirit in relationship with God. Draw near to our very present help in times of need. Do not stop short. Do not get complacent. Imagine Paul and Silas battered, swollen, hurt, cut, and bound by chains and darkness, praying and praising anyway. Who's listening and watching our jacked-up situation and observing his holiness in us to such a point that others want but some of what we have. Are we all doers of the word? I paraphrase what Miss Jackie Foley shared in our core academy. Are we living life as a reflection of what people may never read in the Bible? Are we revealing the Holy Spirit? How many people do you know who are still asleep? Who among us still needs salvation? How many people do you know who are still living in darkness? How many people do you know who still have wounds that need washing? Who who, who among us needs healing? Well, I challenge you that the doors to the jailhouse are now open. Did God open them? Are you done? Let me share a little bit of my knowledge as a commander of a combat battalion. Soldiers fight well when we get them off in isolated areas with no phones, computers, and distractions. We focus on the business of fighting a war. The military is trained to fight enemies we can or cannot see. Think about it. If we could see them all, we wouldn't have casualties. We fight and win for months and years on end because our focus is to destroy the enemy so that we can go home alive. But the moment we give them a date or the moment they get rest and recuperation leave or the moment they get that long-awaited phone call or letter, they get complacent. They lose focus. They get distracted. Some even get dead. When they set their attention on getting out, what we call in-state. So before we get back to normal, let us acknowledge that normal sucked. Normal was about this fallen world and was not a state of being to be embraced. Normal was something we were praying to fix just two months ago. Psalm 135, 130, verse 5 of the Amplified says, I wait for the Lord, I expectantly wait, and in his word do I hope. In God's world, there is no end state. In his word, there is no end state. Let us pray. Father God, you are all-powerful, 
all-knowing, almighty, and you never lie or forsake. You keep all your promises. Please forgive us for missing the mark and perverting your grace. Thank you for the season of pestilence that gave us time and energy to be still and focus on your purpose. Please help us not to get complacent as we minister in our households, neighborhoods, and on our jobs. We pray for strength to endure this season and grace to understand you. Please continue to heal those who are sick and comfort those who have lost loved ones. We pray for the help of your Holy Spirit to apply your teachings in our everyday lives. Thank you for the spiritual renewal and keeping us holy. Now receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Amen. And in the name of Jesus, amen again.